tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. We are super excited to have you back here on the show. Always looking forward to a wonderful conversation with you here on Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy, Goyle. Yenara Yedia. Masterclass is also brought to us by First Code Management Services. They say industry, get it right. In the last couple of weeks, we've been having a wonderful conversation here um, on Masterclass. We've been spending time with a tech consultant and also a member of the multimedia family, Kobe Nkroma Spikey, and we've been discussing the issue of remote working. One of the legacies that COVID has brought on to us, hitherto the conversation on remote working was optional and people chose to work from home and it was so pitched that it was a, a convenient thing. You can work from home and make millions and all of them. But almost everybody wanted to sit in an office and work. Post-COVID, 24 months afterwards, everybody's talking about remote working because we've somewhat been forced into this kind of situation. You can call it an accelerated development in the area of, of work. And so the conversation on remote work has come to stay. It's something that has affected a lot of businesses in Accra. Today I talk about Accra because this is the context in which we operate. But if you're listening from anywhere else across the world, I believe that remote work has also affected what you do in your in your space. There are companies in Accra, like I said last week, who have not been to the office since COVID struck. It's working remotely for everyone. We, we discussed here on the show two weeks ago that it's not necessarily for everyone. Not every business can work from home, but most businesses can work from home. It's the 28th day of April today. Gradually, the month of April is coming to an end, and we will be starting the month of May shortly. We always say here on the show that if there's something that you've always wanted to do, something you've wanted to start, you haven't started, by all means, do start because time and tide wait for no man. My name, as always, is Yabanafo, and I will be your host for the show today. I'm privileged again to be joined today um, on this show by Kobe and Grima. Kobe, you're welcome back to the show. Thank you very much, Al. I'm super excited. I remember last week we, we started a certain conversation um, on the threats that exist within the cyber cyber security arena and cyber crime, and it was so daunting. You know, at mm. some point we had a caller call in and say, "So yeah, when Kobe, I mean, n- now that you tell us what dangers exist, in addition to what we know, 
so what should we do? It almost felt like a helpless situation. <laughs> and uh, we, we did share some thoughts on that. But today we're sort of rounding up that conversation, if you like. And we're also going to be looking at the brighter side. We choose to end this conversation on a high note, on a bright note, not on a doom and a gloomy note. Just also remind us today that Masterclass is brought to us by Goyle. They say good energy, Goyle, you know, idea. And also by Fest Code Management Services. They actually have some wonderful information for us. And so in these moments of increasing uncertainties, firms are compelled to seek tailor-made solutions to reduce their risk and grow their businesses. For startup investors, SMEs, and business owners, First Code Management Services provide advisory and facilitation support for company formation, business setup, corporate secretarial and business compliance, for accounting, for research and market entry, and for training and capacity building. First Code Management Services are your first point of call for any of your management support services. So talk to us today or call us on 0302-297-2263 or 0302-297-2264. Locate us at 60A Westlands Boulevard, West Legon, or visit us at www.firstcodelimited.com. First Code Management Services, they say industry. Get it right. So, copy. Yeah. I mean, when I left here last week, I, mm-hmm. and I was telling you before we came on there, I, I couldn't stop talking about you know, the issues of mm-hmm. cybersecurity, cybercrime, how we're all exposed, how the world is sort of forcing us, if you like, or rushing us into that space where everybody has to be digital. Now data is stored on the clouds. Now everywhere you turn, you know, we even have devices now talking back to us. And I was telling this joke. <laughs> I was telling this joke back in the office about someone who was driving mm-hmm. a vehicle. And I'll just try and summarize as quickly as possible. So, you know how we have this um, Google Maps and all that? It says, turn right at the next junction, turn left at the next junction. Mm-hmm. So, I think it was is it Alexis or... Uh, Alexa. I Alexa. I says, turn right at the next junction. And the guy goes like, I'm the one driving this car. You can't tell me what to do. There's no <laughs> junction to turn. What are you talking about? And then the computer says, turn right at the next junction. says, I won't turn. If I don't turn, what are you going to do? He's talking back to the computer. Yeah. Then... <laughs> The computer continues to talk and he says, like, you're making too much noise. I'm just going to turn you off. Stop stop disturbing mm-hmm. Then the computer says, do you realize that I am connected to your braking system? <laughs> you know? <laughs> this is the computer talking about like, He said, do you realize I'm connected to your braking system in this car? If you keep talking to me this way, I'm just going to drive you <laughs> off a cliff and kill you. Then the guy says, oh, Alexa, I'm so sorry. Talking to the computer. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to kill. Mm-hmm. I love you. You know I love you, Alexa. Then the computer response says, I love you too. So, yeah. Now, it's just, you know, it's just a bit on the extreme. Joke, but yeah. this is where the world is going in terms of technology. It's making things faster, things easier. Mm-hmm. Google Sheets, you can work online on a document. Five people can work at the same time. And you see the changes yeah. immediately, instantly. Yeah. I mean, as it's working. But there are also, you know, the sites where people hack in and try and mm. see your personality and all of that. Today, we're sort of rounding up the conversation. So, start from um, what should we do? The, the question that the caller asked, and sort of dovetail into today's conversation on the advantages. Sure. I posted this on my on my Facebook page mm-hmm. and on my on my status before I came here, mm-hmm. and I've got a few inputs from from um, some of our listeners as well. Um, a particular one, Ajoa Nyama, who's listening to us from Kaswa. Um, good afternoon to you. This is a shout out from Masterclass. Mm-hmm. You sent me some comments on advantages and benefits of remote working. I'll share them when the time is sure. But otherwise, Kobe, please talk to us. Great. So, um, well, what to do? to prove that it's not really a, a, a dead situation. A doom and gloom, a doom and gloom situation. Yeah. There's, there's always uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Like we mentioned last week, 
your privacy settings should be something you should take really, really seriously. You know, you don't want to open up yourself to the rest of the world, people that you don't know, because you don't know who's stealing your information and then using it against you. And be careful what you put out there as well. Don't make yourself so predictable that maybe even one of your friends may have changed and become a bad player. And that person following you knows everything about you, knows where you go for lunch at one and usually eat here and that, you know, and they know your, your itinerary. So it's easy to build a profile out of you. Sometimes we think oh, our passwords are so complicated, but I can tell you 70% of people who are listening probably have their date of birth in their password or their phone number in their password. So um, you might want to keep, you know, things that are identifiable, things that people use to identify you away from your passwords. Don't be fitting in your children's names and stuff because if anyone wanted to guess, that's where they start from. They start from things that are around you because those are things that you could easily use. Kobe, let me just chip this in. Mm. And as you say that, you know, as humans, we're creatures of habit. Yeah. So someone is listening to us and they're saying, I cannot be anything other than what I know to be. Mm-hmm. I cannot be anything other than what I've been ex- trained or exposed to be. So I will always use the things that are familiar to me. But what we're saying here is that it is because you will always be a creature of habit that the people who want to hack you will exploit that. Exactly. So now that you know this, be unusual about mm-hmm. the way you handle your passwords. Exactly. Be unusual about it. Be unusual. It. Be yeah. unpredictable. Yeah. And, I mean, surprise yourself. Like, wow, did I really think about this? You know, someone once told me about, uh, they didn't tell me the password, but then they told me how they came up with their password. I'm like, looking at them in a totally different light now, like, wow, you really put in a lot of thoughts into mm-hmm. that. So don't let it be something that could easily be attached to you. And, your passwords should be changed frequently. Maybe you may not, um, you may be worried that you may forget, but you can change stuff like the symbols in it. Maybe today you're using an exclamation mark. You can use a full stop or a comma. One thing I also noticed, when password, uh, when services ask you to enter passwords, people will go with capital letter first and then a symbol at the end. That's very predictable. You know, um, hackers have realized that when the, the requirement is a, pass, a capital letter, a, a digit and alphanumeric alphanumeric we start with a capital letter first for the symbol at the end and then maybe the number so yao 1984 2003 exclamation mark then yao is capital letter and that's so obvious but you know change vary the position of the capital letters that could be a change in your password so today your password is yao 1984 then the a is capital a and then midway through the year you change it again and the w becomes a capital w so you just keep moving that and you still remember the password but you just shifted some of the the characters and they are how we know them to be so maybe you put a full stop you change it to an exclamation mark maybe in the middle there somewhere you shift it just be creative with your passwords. And and just to add to that, right. while you're being creative, if you're an employer, you're listening to us, you can afford to invest in some kind of technology or platform. People like Kobe will advise you to set your systems to remind users mm-hmm. to change their passwords. So that's that's on the employer level. If you're a business, you know, you have a, a little platform at work where you're a domain where you've paid for your, your, your workers sign on to it and you have, let's say, your, your business is, let's say... Um, let's say coffee apples mm. so your employees are signed into 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 coffee apples so it's ama at coffeeapples.com let people like Kobe the tech guys who you've employed and paid money help you to set reminders of password changes and they set it in a way that if you don't change your password the next time you come yeah. to work you can't log in 
That's also another way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, that's, that's actually a feature. A lot of people who use the Active Directory system in Microsoft probably are used to this where <clears throat> when your, your password expires. So when it expires, you have to change it before you can log in again. And if you're fond of forgetting passwords, you can always get a password manager. That generates a new password for your applications. And once it's set up on your device, that has biometric access. You can just use your fingerprint to sign in every time. So if you're using a MacBook, you'll use your Touch ID to sign in because it'll just pick your fingerprint and then load the password for that platform. And then also, if you can encrypt your files if you can make sure that you encrypt files that are very sensitive so documents like your um say bank documents or some very sensitive information in the office that you want to keep secure encrypt them Um, most computers come with encryption built in but if you want added security you can download an encryption software i'm not going to recommend any of them because they're not paying us (laughs) but you can read reviews i always say read the reviews from um the independent sources. Don't go to the person's website and I'm going to read the reviews on their website. Obviously, I'd want myself to look good, so I'll put only the good reviews there. And even with the encryption, I mean, for those who are listening to us, on the corporate side, yes. Mm. I mean, the word encryption will apply. It's just a a very enhanced form of lock or lock key. The way you put passwords on every app on your phone, you you, you see that WhatsApp <laughs> on your phone. The like one you have that a you password. Your, your child to pick your phone and just go straight to your pictures or your WhatsApp just your or child. that secret file you have on your phone <laughs> where you don't want somebody to see. And people put passwords on everything, mm. password on password on password. And hey, that's encryption. Put, <laughs> put those encryptions on every document you consider valuable. Yeah. So that even if somebody um, gets it, they can't. They can't access it. Talk to us about remote wipe before you go on. Right. For, for phones. For phones, yeah, yes. Yeah, for devices. So this is very important because recently someone brought a phone to me and um, they had locked it. They locked themselves out because they forgot the password. I'm like, oh, did you set up your iCloud? They said no. And one thing, if you're using an iPhone and you set up your iCloud, make sure you'll find my iPhone is on because with that, you can do a remote wipe. If you're using an Android and you have your Google account set up, you can also use that to do remote wipe. If it's a Samsung, you can set up, you should, and I, I entreat, you should set up your Samsung account on a Samsung phone because it could save you, one, if you forget your password, and it could also help you find your phone. It can help you wipe it. There are more features in that than most of these other um, softwares, most of these companies <laughs> but a lot of people don't set them up. So if you're using a Samsung phone, I entreat you right now to set up a Samsung account. You'll thank me later. If you ever forget your password or if you lose your phone, even your last calls, you can access them all on there. So make sure that you set it up and it would help you. And for your computers, there's there's a software called Prey, P-R-E-Y. So if you're an, a, a company or an employer, you can install it. You can pre-install it on your your employees' computers. That also allows you to be able to remotely wipe computers that are stolen. You can track them. That's if the person manages to connect to the internet. But if that's not a possibility, you can actually initiate a wipe. Okay. So I think that for the rest of the benefits, um, mm-hmm. no, for the rest of the information on what do you do, I think that people can go and, sh- and, and, and find yeah. out a bit more about that. Or you can Let's tweet talk at about me the and benefits, I'll tell you. The benefits today, the advantages of remote working. You said we'll end on a good note. So let's yeah. start with the disadvantages so that we'll go into the, yeah. <laughs> the benefits. Yeah. Yeah, let's go ahead. So the disadvantages of remote work is one thing that um, I remember in the beginning, I said everyone needs to know themselves. Um, there are some people who cannot discipline themselves to work remotely. That means that they're home and they're supposed to be working and then they catch themselves watching Netflix. 
you know, six hours of the eight-hour day. Or TikTok. Or be TikToking and all that. So you need to know yourself. You know, you're one kind of person that is not exactly very disciplined. Then you need to set up, um, because maybe maybe inevitable, maybe the job you're doing requires you to work remotely. And you need to set up systems in your own space that would help you stay on track. So one such thing you can do is you can have a task manager, like I mentioned, and um, set up routines. And there are apps that help you to focus. You can actually set apps on your phone that help you to focus. So when you are on social media too much, it can tell you that you've been on social media for too long. Cut it off and then go off. And then also um, some jobs that require specialized equipment you can't work them remotely. So imagine if you're working in an engineering field and you had to move some equipment. I mean, yeah, in the near future, you can do that virtually. You just wear some VR headset and then you'll be controlling things, but we're not there yet. So jobs like that may not be suitable for remote work. And I mean, sometimes your job will require you, like my job, for instance, today I had to go to a client to go because the server is off. <laughs> I can't control anything. So I have to go there physically. And that doesn't work for remote work. And some people also like, uh, it, I mean, working in an environment enables networking, you know, interpersonal relationship. I would have never known you if we were working remotely. Maybe we'd see each other on a Zoom conversation if ever. But there's some people that we don't work directly with, but we meet them here and then we build relationships with them. Someday I may be driving and then I get a flat tire and I meet this person. Oh, that's my colleague and he helps me out. That lack of communication or presence in an office environment can, you know, um, let you miss out on that. So that is also... You know, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that. I've sort of heard this kind of feedback from a number of people that I've engaged um, beginning of year till mm-hmm. now. And one of the things they miss about working in a corporate setting is the human interaction. Yeah. Usually I used to think, but isn't that why the computer is here today to make <laughs> things better? And they're like, yeah, listen... I miss sitting in front of the client. I miss talking to the person. Mm-hmm. I miss reading their body language. If I'm sitting with you in two minutes, I can tell whether this deal is going to work yeah. or not. But if you're hiding behind some computer, all I see is what you want me to see, which is most of the time your face. Yeah. You know, so the body language, people, we seem to be missing out a bit on, on that. the human connection, yeah. if I can put it that connection, way. Exactly. And I don't know the science behind it, but I think it affects quite a bit mm-hmm. the kind of interactions and the quality and the output and I think on this particular point, I'd like to hear what our listeners think when we get interacting. Sure. What, what are you missing when it comes to working remotely vis-a-vis the human interaction that used to exist here too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So um, when we get to the benefits, too, you see that it's also a double-edged sword because somehow also benefits people, but mm-hmm. we'll get there. And then um, electricity bills at your, your employee's <laughs> home. Um, staying at home means that one, if you have an air conditioner, it most likely would be on. Mm-hmm. You're going to be using your computer and sometimes you probably leave the TV on. And yeah, so your your bills, that's a disadvantage. Your bills are probably going so to... So it's a disadvantage to the employee. To the employee, not the employer. And, but but if then, you're a private contractor, you can pass the bill on. Well, some people also say that, hey, it, it sort of balances out because I would have wasted that money on, on fuel driving sitting in traffic so it sort of balances out i'm like well yeah so if it does then one way it is one way it isn't maybe you drive a prius you drive a a hybrid so your cost of mobility is lower Mm -hmm. versus staying at home with your two horsepower or 2.5 horsepower Mm -hmm. conditioner on that's probably consuming more than so you have to work the economics but in some cases it's it's more expensive. And in other countries where they actually need to use heating and all that, that's even more expensive because you have to run the water heater, then they have to. But in Ghana, it's only the AC because we can buy our cold water and then we're good to go. 
So, yeah. And some employees could be less productive, like I mentioned. So if you are... You, you feel like you're not that kind of person who's productive without supervision, that could also be a problem. But some remote um, work, comp- some companies that um, employ people with remote work to work remotely actually have people that supervise their work. So they either employ people to supervise them or they because they have um, run some... Te- the, what do you call those things? Tests, sort of. I don't want to call them tests because it sounds so scientific, like trying to find out what's wrong with a person. But they've run some analysis on people, you know, psychoanalysis to find out, okay, this person can work without supervision, but this person can't. So this person may require more supervision than the others. So in that case, um, that happens. And some employees feel overlooked. You know, some like to get that kind of feedback, like, oh, good job, you know. And in remote work environments, you may not be getting that kind of pat on the back. You get a make, star. You probably get a star, <laughs> a thumbs up, or a like, and then you know, oh, it's well, impersonal. It's impersonal. So you know, you don't get that feeling that hey, I'm really working, or and that may reduce that person's in- inputs. And some also may begin to feel isolated because there's nobody saying hi to them. Once again, the interpersonal relationship. And it's, it also leads to it being harder to build team spirit. Right. Because, I mean, I, I worked with a team, the graphics team, and the most awesome people. Anytime I'm with them, you know, there's that vim that comes with the boys. You know, everybody's saying something, the morale. And it just you know inspires you to to do stuff and when you're on your own and maybe you have a creative block maybe you work in a creative space you have a creative block if you are in a team you could go look at someone's work and then you get an idea you know or the person can come look at your work and be like why don't you change this color or move this here and then you get that but it's difficult to send that to someone and wait for the person to send it back and you know it's not it's not there sometimes you're also a bit of the color sitting behind all these screens isn't it and then, yes, and f- like real-time feedback from people who are looking, oh, wow, this is dope. You know, maybe sometimes you quickly made a change and you didn't even see how it looked, but someone who was looking over your shoulder saw it and was like, yo, this was dope, you know, let's keep it. And then you're like, oh, really? Yeah, and then you have that going on. But when you don't have that person looking over your shoulder, it sometimes affects your outputs, and that could also result, result in... A disadvantage in remote work. And as you speak, something comes to my mind that I've always said that this whole agenda of digitization and moving online and doing things on screen and remote mm-hmm. working, it, it must be considered in in relevant context. And when I say context, it's happening all over the world. But the development all over the world is not at the same level. True. And so I speak of Ghana because it's where I live. I always say that we must make room for the transition period. Mm-hmm. So I call it transition blues. Let's bring you home to the conversation. If I'm supposed to work remotely because by by regulation, there's a lockdown, there's COVID, I need to work from home. It pushes all of us into a situation we are not prepared for, but have to make do with. How does an employee suddenly work from home when their living circumstances do not afford them the privacy that is required to work remotely? So, for example, I mean, we've seen a lot of funny videos online where parents are trying to make a phone call, maybe they're working yeah, a call the center, kids. or they're trying to pitch a business to someone, and the kids are all over and yeah. they're running, and somebody's yelling, and somebody comes into the room with their boxes, and you know, there's all sorts of things that happen. So, the blues, let me call them the blues mm. of working within your space, which may not be set up 
yeah. for remote working. For, mm-hmm. Let's let's just talk about that a bit because so, that's also a disadvantage. It is. And it's inconveniencing. If you're sharing your accommodation, how do you work from home? I can give you a typical example where I was on a Zoom call with some because we're having we're recording a podcast and we had people calling in from all over the world and this guy was talking he's also in ghana and he was talking at the time and his mother walked in talking on top of her voice and that computer and he was trying to signal his mom and, and this was his his business colleagues and man. he was really like you know he was making a point and it was unfortunate for him well he was it was fortunate first of all because the other people didn't speak Cree. i spoke Cree, so i i understood and you know he's like oh i'm sorry about that you know that was um that was my mother oh don't mind me. <laughs> don't worry <laughs> and i was like <laughs> you know so um and that's a disadvantage yes yeah. because some people may be living in a very small it's space and it has to for a lot of people yeah they have to share the space so imagine you know where you mount the camera prevents your roommates from probably walking around because they're probably walking their boxes or something they have to creep they have to tiptoe it's it's inconveniencing for people. But on that same subject, um, Kobe, last week, again, after this conversation, a colleague of mine, we're talking about remote work, and he says to me, yeah, I have a colleague who lives in another country. And this is something for employers to also look at and consider. I know that we're in a transition period, so I can't expect everyone to do the same things because capacities vary and they're different. But he says, yeah, I'm sitting at home, and my employer says to work remotely for the next two months until further notice. And he sent me a setup. And based mm. on what they do, I'm not saying it's standard for everyone. Three screens, brackets, yeah. braces, a router, earphones, um, a chair, an ergonomic chair, a desk. Mm-hmm. They brought people home to set up power systems. It's like, yo, I, they just came to my house. They called me and said, we're, we're sending a team. And they've set me up. I have no excuse, yo. I have, At to, all. I have to work. Exactly. Now, I'm sure that a lot of people in Ghana would uh, love for that uh, to happen. Some companies in Ghana actually did this. I worked with a company in Ghana that moment this happened, and they sent all, they actually packed up everybody carrier computer, set them up with UPSs, gave them routers, internet, and everything. So they sent us around to every person's house to set them up in a place that would be convenient for them and make sure that they are always online, data, and everything. And it worked. To be very honest, they are my success story when it comes to remote work because it was a transition that did not take more than 24 hours mm. because the work was already happening in the office. The setting just changed to home. Now, the only thing that they needed was collaborative software and, you know, uh, a system that could help people track what was happening. So while we're in the transition, it's a disadvantage for the employee and also somewhat for the employer because it's, yeah. it's, they have to, you know, dish out the cash and do these setups where, yeah. where they didn't exist before. Exactly. You know? So, yeah, that's a disadvantage for let's the employer. Let's just share maybe two more disadvantages and then let's go to the bright side and, <laughs> and then we can get interactive. <laughs> so just to remind our listeners also, if you just tuned in, this is Masterclass coming to you right here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. It's brought to us by First Code Management Services. They say industry, get it right. And it's also brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yanara, Yedia. Kobe. So the last two disadvantages, one would be the transition time, getting your team from the office to home because you lose productive hours. People, oh, my computer is not working, my internet is not working, power is out. You know, this is a time when you're trying to iron out all the problems. So 
productive hours are lost during that time. So mostly what happens is that you have a backup team that's working, trying to buffer those who are being migrated. And once they are set up and they are moving, then you move to the backup team and then you set them up as well. So that sort of acts as a buffer between the transition period to the final remote period. And the final one is what's lots of Ghanaian employers had issues with. How do I know that he's not sitting in his his bedroom (laughs) with his feet up and then telling me that, oh yes, I'm working on it. How do I know? I want to make sure I can see him. And there were softwares. I remember uh, a couple of my friends out in in the States and all, when they were writing exam, they were using proctoring softwares where you literally had to sit down. A software would be looking you know, the camera through looking at your eyes to make sure that you're paying attention to that screen. You don't have any other application open on a computer. Oh, Charlie. So much, you know, and this was for people writing an exam. If you connect any accessory to the computer, I can tell. And it could, you know, cause a problem. And it, it's, people tried to beat the system, but I mean, obviously, they would find a solution. But the, the core of it was that it, it worked for them. They were able to you know, make sure that people who were taking the exam were not cheating. You can't even open another application while that application is open. And some employers wanted that on their employees' computers and in their homes. I want to make sure that they are working. I'm like, wait, you do realize that you're invading on their privacy, right? Exactly. Because if you're enabling the camera while they're working for you, imagine someone is breastfeeding and then having to work exactly. at the same time. That's, you know, invading on their privacy. And then, then it started to... But then the other, the other question the employer would ask, if you were at work, would you be breastfeeding? <laughs> but you see, then it brings a dichotomy of the conversation. Yeah. If you put me in a context of my home, I will think and feel and act like I'm home. Exactly. So the unusual thing is for me to pretend or to assume to work when I'm when in I'm... a context that I'm used, I sleep and relax in. I, so I when we get to the advantage, this conversation is much see... bigger than just yeah. you know, working from home. Exactly. When I'm home, I'm home. I, I go into home mode. Exactly. And you say I should be in work mode when I'm home. I know it's not your fault. It's COVID. But <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean. And I think, Kobe, there's one last disadvantage that mm-hmm. I just want us to chip in before we go into the advantages. And that's power. In our various mm-hmm. offices, we have alternative power. You have generators. In my home, maybe, you know, I don't have a generator. Mm-hmm. So no matter how much connectivity you give me, if my systems go down, they go down. Yeah. Yeah. So right. most, most, so that's why most... Let's do two advantages, then we get interactive. Most companies did um, supply their employees with um, UPS systems that were enough to keep them working for at least a little bit of time before it finally shut off. And, yeah, if you do lose power, you're supposed to make up for that time later on in the day. But the majority of businesses in Ghana today, I mean, they will buy you a UPS to sit in your house. Well, for those that I did migrate for them. Some will, but I don't think... (laughs) Not not all of them. Yeah. So, the advantages. Now... The, the advantage is very interesting because um, it's more psychological and how it helps in people's wellness. Mm. And it actually, there's been a lot of research to prove that it boosts productivity. So a lot of remote workers, are actually, there's a, there's a statistic that they are 35 to 40% more productive than people who sit in the offices. And it was very interesting because that's a huge number, 35 to 40%. Mm more productive than someone sitting in an office. What does that mean? People come to the office and they watch Netflix. I mean, you'd expect that to happen the other way around. But then again, it's as a result of them being comfortable, you know, not being stressed, not having a supervisor probably breathing over your shoulders and causing you to just 
go into a, a state of I don't want to work again. I'm because they're in a relaxed atmosphere. Yes, because they're in a relaxed atmosphere. I have a few advantages of my own. I mean, getting ready to come here. The you spoke about commute, the stress mm-hmm. of commute. Yeah. So traveling from work, we spent about two hours. One time, I dropped I dropped my mom off at Atekwashi, and I was going to Northridge to work. Mm-hmm. She got to Kofuridia. And I hadn't reached High Street. <laughs> so the, the, the stress of commute, yeah. the risk of commute, because you can be in an accident. Yes. There's also um, savings on mm-hmm. transport and on fuel. That's also a benefit and an advantage. Uh, a positive environmental impact. That's what you spoke about. Yeah. And of course, you're also... And so for me, these are the benefits for the employee. The benefits for the employer, I gathered coming in here again, are, um, again, they save time. Because with this remote working, it's like we're working 12 hours instead mm-hmm. instead of 8 yeah. hours. You're working... Almost always, there's high productivity where the people are committed. There is also um, cost savings on utilities, on rent, on building maintenance and all that. Very soon, um, we're going to have to find what, something to do with the buildings and offices that yeah. we have. So for me, those are some of the benefits. Let me get interactive and then we continue with the sure. rest of the advantages so that our listeners can also be a part of it. We'll be getting interactive very shortly. But before we do that, we'll take a quick message from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Your favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. Welcome back. This is Masterclass. And so going cashless has never been this convenient and exciting. Girls' e-payment systems are now compatible with the GH Link and the national payment platforms. Now you can use your GH Link card on any of Girls' POS machines to purchase fuel. The GH Link card offers additional payment options for fuel purchases at Goyle stations in addition to the Go card. Every fuel purchase is recorded automatically on your monthly bank statements, helping cardholders track and manage their expenses. So go ahead and use your GH Link card to buy fuel and all lubricants from any of Goyle's over 400 stations across Ghana. Go cashless and protect yourself and stick to all the COVID-19 protocols in these times. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. In these moments of increasing uncertainties, firms are compelled to seek tailor-made solutions to reduce risk and to grow their businesses. For startup investors, SMEs, and business owners, Fairscode Management Services provides advisory facilitation support. They also provide support for company formation, business setup, corporate secretarial and business compliance, accounting, research and market entry, training and capacity building. Fairscode Management Services are your first point of call for any of your management support services. Talk to us today or call us on 0302-297-2263 or 0302-297-2264. Locate us at 60A Westlands Boulevard or West Legon or visit us at www.fairscodelimited.com. Fairscode Management Services, they say industry. Get it right. Phone lines are now open. Numbers to call 0302216541. You can also give us a call on 0551111997. Otherwise, you can also send us your comments to 0551111997. Numbers again are 0302216541. What 
have you seen to be the advantages of working remotely since you started? Or if you've had this conversation with someone, what are some of the advantages you have seen? And what are some of the disadvantages you have encountered? Let's share them so that we can all be better for it and make this thing about working remotely better and more efficient. So back to the advantages. And the reason why there was a a 35 to 40% increase in productivity also was that it was a healthy work-life balance for most of the people who were working remotely because, like you mentioned, no sitting in traffic going, no sitting in traffic coming. Most of the time you get home and you are so exhausted, you eat and then you just nod off. Sometimes you haven't even taken off your clothes and then you're just gone. You don't have time for your family. Maybe you had this movie you wanted to watch or you, you don't even get to listen to music, nothing. So your your life is all revolving around your work yeah. and that does not the next day is a repetitive thing it starts to feel like prison you know <laughs> and so some people are not able to deal with that but being at home there's that you you have that freedom mm. you know you have you're able to do some other things you're able to have time for your family because you're not commuting you're not exactly tired because you didn't go anywhere you really just sat there you could do a little workout to stay fit but there's that you know um feeling of freedom and that that sort of made most of the employees who worked remotely enjoy doing it and it also increases you know your it saves the company money and i was we're talking about this when i was talking about how people would not leave lights on because they're not even there in the first place you're not using electricity you can limit space so let's say you're renting two buildings to have your employees in there now you don't need both buildings you can actually have just one building Mm -hmm. and some employees could even have their workers run a shift so divide them into teams come mondays tuesday wednesday you can come thursday friday next week and that kind of thing and you they can share the same space Mm -hmm. because when these one team a is here team b is not in the office and team but that but that conversation though for the real estate and office spaces i'm sure that Going into next year, planning for next year, employers will begin to look at that mm-hmm. a bit more. Let me just put these numbers out again. Numbers to call 0302216541. We're interactive now. This is Masterclass. And we're looking at the advantages and disadvantages, if you like, of remote working. What has your personal experience been? Pick up that phone and give us a call, 0302216541. Or you can send us your comments on 055 We're also streaming live on Facebook. So you can also post your questions there and the team will let us have it and read your questions out. 0302-216-541. Yes, Kobe. So also a lot of companies who um, allow for remote work, you can actually get the best of talent if your work environment enables, is enabled for remote work mm-hmm. because you're not limited to only people in your country or in your city. Mm-hmm. I could be... Living in Kumasi, but be a very good software developer and be working for you via remote. But maybe you just want someone who's in Accra because you want to be able to see the person. So you're missing out on that. Let me talent. ask you this question, Kobe. I mean, when I was when I was preparing for this show, one of the things I saw as being the advantages is for the employer is mm. office politics, the absence of it. <laughs> now I'm sure that it can exist somewhat, you know, yeah. via the screen. But as I thought of office politics, I also thought of information security. And mm. you are in that field. If I'm working from home. Chances are that I'm using my device for most companies Mm -hmm. until the company gives me a device. Let's say that most companies, let's say that three tiers, tier one, tier two, tier three. So the tier one companies will give you everything. Mm -hmm. Tier two will give you some because they can't afford all. Tier three will say, oh, use your own stuff. So tiers two and three, there's a big risk there. Mm -hmm. Now, information security, how how does the employer know that the, the, the files you're working on 
you know, you're not sending them from your private email, you're not sending them on some software. Mm. We just talked about shoulder surfing and the threats that exist. How is information security achieved? In, that, in the context of working from home. So that's what, um, in the beginning when I was talking about VPNs, um, it's a very easy solution to set up. If you get a very good techie, he can come and set up your VPN for you, a virtual private network for only your employees to share files. And you can limit access to files if you're using, that's how you say, don't use at gmail.com or yahoo.com. If you have your own domain and you're working with your domain, you can limit those who have access to certain files by um, limiting them based on their emails. You can even encrypt the files as you send them out. So you need a certain key to be able to open it, to be able to access it. And when the person is using their own machine, it can be trivial. It can be a bit difficult. But you can set up a workspace where people come to work. So if I have to work on a document, I have to log on to a certain server to work on it. OneDrive. Like OneDrive or like Google Drive or anything. And once you have that limited, that, that setup, it limits people from sharing the file outside of the workspace. And there's so many policies, security policies you can enable to prevent people from sharing files. They can share files, it gets out there and the person can have access. You can even trace those files that have been shared. Yeah. So there's a lot of securities that, you know, um, policies that you can look into and employ if you want to secure your documents like that. I remember, especially in the banking sector, uh, the machines are very secure. You have all these BIOS passwords. You have the OS itself has its own security. Some computers even have uh, a, set, a system that the moment you're done, you can't even sign into another user. Everything, they have different policies for everything. Now, once you have those things set up, there's nothing to worry about. Mm. Say someone picking up files and then sharing with someone. But sometimes there's an oversight. <coughs> someone may have an oversight. Someone may forget to pass something through this and sends it maybe as quickly, maybe he received it via WhatsApp and then forwarded it. Um, mm. That data leak can happen. But then you have to learn to keep a trail of documents going in and out. So if that did happen, you need to let people know that this is how you sent the file. And that all is, you can contribute to all that through a good policy in the office. So if there's a good policy saying that files, you can't share files via WhatsApp, mm. no matter what it is, even the person needs it urgently, you can't send it via WhatsApp. It has to be through a very secure location or means. Right. I think um, this was something I received from a listener um, before I came on the show, and this is from Adra Nyama in Kaswa. She says that family life is much easier to run. You get to spend quality time with the children. There's reduced cost of livelihoods. There's a healthy lifestyle which is promoted because now you're at home, you eat on time, you don't mm-hmm. have to eat late and sleep and all of that. And no junk food. <laughs> no junk food. <laughs> and there's flexibility on working hours also, which is what sort of ties in directly to the point you made mm-hmm. about increasing productivity yeah. because now if, if, if the person is healthy and they're relaxed, then obviously the output becomes a bit more. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, the, one of the other things I picked up was loyalty. I don't know how that works, but... Um, Reduced absenteeism—that was another thing—a yes. benefit to the to the employer. That because you're working online, 